everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. I am excited to talk about today's topic, which is change is not one size fits all. And the reason I came up with this um, topic is because, of course, every time we come around the first part of the year and everyone's doing making their new year's resolutions they're setting goals they're determining what exactly they want to do differently in order to make this year um, this season this week this month this quarter better than it was before and everyone starts comparing best practices you start looking at what it is that you want to do that someone else has done and, and especially nowadays with social media and um, us having so much access to other people's stories and other people's journeys online, it's really, really easy to get drawn into this trap of feeling like your change needs to look like their change or your journey needs to look like their journey. And just because they did it in X amount of time or they took these steps and this was their result, then that means that it's going to be the same for you. And human nature we're we're constantly comparing our journeys our progress our outcomes to others and it's not just in light of of what we do individually but we do that comparative that type, same type of comparison with our companies and our organizations and our divisions and our teams as well so i have learned over my you know vast experience and and over countless years of working with clients that comparison is the thief of joy. When we compare, it's because we want direction. And a lot of times because we want validation. We're trying to say, this is what they did so I can do the same thing and, um, and I'm gonna be just as good. Or sometimes we compare because we wanna feel like we're doing a better job than someone else. Now, I'm not talking about best practices, okay? Best practices are examples of what's worked before in places and situations that are similar to yours. Now, you use best practices when you don't want to reinvent the wheel, um, when you're trying to jumpstart the process so that you know, you know, someone else has already done the research and the due diligence and they've come up with these particular steps. So let's jump in and get started with something. So we're going to use a practice that's been proven before. You use best practices when you want guidance of what to do and also not what not to do. And you want proof that something that you're going to start is going to yield success. That is why we compare. That is why we find best practices out there. And then we create these lists. The top five things you want to do if you want to uh, jumpstart your career the top two th the top five things that you need to do if you want to increase your market share the top five things to do if you want to uh, you know enhance your personal brand they're all of these different things that we take best practices and all of the nuances that are included in those examples and we boil them down into these cookie cutter simple soundbite steps but that doesn't work effectively you cannot facilitate outcomes you cannot manage change 
if you're going to look at it as one size fits all. What they did is going to work for me and what this other one did is going to work for somebody else just because they had success with it. There are tons of different examples of people who have taken certain steps and gotten to you know, the pinnacle of success. The key to it is you have to recognize that nothing is the same. Nothing is constant about change because there are so many different variables. Gary Vee is someone that is known for pushing out content and developing you know, this personal brand where he is well known and he's always telling you, create content, create content, create content, put it out there, put it out there, put it out there, and you're gonna be as successful as I am. Well, you can create all the content in the world, but unless it's targeted, unless your message is something that resonates with other people, and unless you have a personality like Gary Vee that you know, is, is magnetic, you may not get the same result. So we have to learn to adjust and adapt even as we adopt these best principles and these best practices and we take a look at the guidelines in order to determine our actions. So today we're gonna to talk about how you navigate change in terms of looking at best practices and examples and how do you take those principles and turn them into something that is going to work for you and your situation. So when you, dis when you determine what best practices are that you actually want to adopt, you need to look at a couple of things. One, your best practices need to be comparable, which means that the situation needs to be comparable. The population needs to be comparable. The types of resources that are available needs to be comparable. For example, if your team is charged with implementing a new system for learning and development, or you are expanding into a different market share, or personally you want to expand a business or start a business or um, enhance your, your client services, you have to look at what's been done already that's successful, yes, but you also have to do a deeper dive. Just because this person came up with a system that they implemented and all of a sudden they're tops in their field does not necessarily mean that you can do the, exa the exact same thing that they did and get the same results. You have to account for the variances and the variables. That means the people, the process, and the product. You have to identify what works and then discard the things that won't work for you. Just because it worked for someone else does not mean that you are supposed to copy exactly what they did. Best practices are best practices because they are foundational things that work regardless of the circumstances and they work regardless of, of the situation and they work regardless of the people but you still have to look at those with a discerning eye to be able to determine which parts of these should I take with me? Which parts of these principles is going to actually fit with the people that I'm working with and the situation that I'm working with and the resources that I have available and the time frame that I have available? The other thing about best practices that we need to understand is, is there the right culture for this? Is this something that because they implemented this and it worked for them and now they've developed this system and this model that they're putting out there for others to follow, 
does that mean that you have the right culture? You have the right mindset? You have the right um, ingredients that are going to come together into this perfect storm that's going to help you to create and, and replicate their results? You can't just look at the fact that they were successful and say, I want to do this too. You have to be discerning about what it is you're doing, how you're approaching it, why you're doing it, and how you're going to sustain it. Otherwise, it's not going to work the same for you. The other thing is, you have to realize that being open to doing things differently is a cornerstone of managing change. By definition, change is that you're doing something different than what you did before. But the way that we're always trying to do things and, and, and telling people that's the way we've always done it is the death knell of progress and innovation. You can't be so married to and connected to and, and, and determined to stick with something that's worked that you aren't open to adjusting and modifying and, and adapting and changing. There have been so many companies and, and retailers that have closed their doors and are shutting down multiple store locations because they have not been open to adapting to shopping patterns and the way that consumers interact with brands now. Everyone is so busy and they have so many things going on that they are preferring to be able to go online and in a couple of clicks, you order what you want, you pay for it, and it comes shipped to your house. Nobody wants to fight traffic. Nobody wants to go out and, and buy things and have to spend that amount of time because time is a commodity now. Time is precious. So when we're looking at how do you adapt and how do you see the writing on the wall, looking at best practices is key, but also being willing to shake things up, being willing to look at trends and see what's coming next so that you can prepare for it. Comfort zones are designed to maintain the status quo and keep you stagnant, keep you safe, keep you in a place that you have always been. Comfort zones are not designed to create new avenues for growth. So if you want to have new innovation, if you want to have a different way of doing things, if you want to change things up, you're going to, by default, have to get out of your comfort zones. The other component to being open to uh, managing change and to being innovative you have to understand and welcome and cultivate a culture where diversity of thought, diversity of experience, and diversity of implementation brings the best ideas to light and then sets you up for success. How many times have you been a part of a group or a part of a team and it seems that you have all of these wonderfully talented people that you bring on board, but instead of allowing them to bring their perspectives to the table and allowing them to be able to add something new based on their experience and allowing them to offer some different suggestions based on, the, on different ways of looking at things, you instead want to try to fit these new pegs into these old holes that you have already created. What's the point? Why would you bring in new blood if you don't want people to bring in their, their different perspectives? 
why would you bring in someone new and say, hey, we want you to come in because we're shaking things up, but then you try to get them to fit into the way things have always been done. In my work with organizations and and helping and equipping their people to manage change, a lot of times I have to spend more time talking to the existing leadership about what change looks like and how to create a culture and an environment that is welcoming of change and that is open to innovation and open to differing perspectives and really truly embracing diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of approach, and and diversity of gifts, talents, and abilities to be able to put something together that is going to be successful for everybody and allows everyone to come together in a collaborative learning environment where they can exchange ideas and try and, and test new new ways of doing things and then come up with something that's going to work specifically for you. You cannot tell people you want to innovate but then micromanage the process. You can't tell someone that you are open to doing things differently and then every time they come, come to you with a new idea, you shoot them down. You can't ask your people for feedback on how things can be different and what you want to improve. And then when they bring you the feedback and they bring you best practices to back it up and they bring you research and they bring you all of this data that supports it, then you say, well, we're gonna push that on the back burner, we're gonna try it later. Or the implementation plan as far as when you implement things and how you you start weaving this into your structure is so far down the line that they wonder why was, what was the point? You don't wanna kill people's motivation and you don't wanna kill their, um, their, their drive for doing, and their excitement for doing something new by stifling it or shoving it you know, on the back burner or delaying the implementation of it for so long that by the time you get to it, people have forgotten the idea that you had to begin with, the excitement is gone, or even worse yet, the window of opportunity to capitalize on it has passed. So you need to think about the fact that change looks different for everybody. Change is not one size fits all. Change and what happened with this organization and the fact that it took them 20 years to do it is not gonna work in this fast-paced environment because you guys are virtual or you have to always be ahead of the curve because of your clientele and, and, and your market. You have to adjust and adapt. Success looks different for everybody. So you need to identify the vision clearly and plainly and ask this question, what does it look like in action for me? You've heard me talk about vision, uh, visions of success and creating that, that mind movie of success where you know if Oprah or OWN or, or, or the Today Show or Good Morning America or 60 Minutes decided to follow you around for an entire day as you were operating at the pinnacle of a success and what would they see? But when you are creating a vision of success and you're creating a blueprint of what you want your outcomes to look like, especially if you're relying on best practices, what does this look like in action for me? What does success look like in action for our department, for our company, for me individually as a team member, for me as a business owner? What does it look like specifically? 
and then understand that your process of getting to what that vision of success looks like can have some detours, some twists, some turns, but you always have to go back and assess your progress and evaluate assess your process and evaluate your progress and look at it and say, okay, have we gotten off task? Have we gotten off, off chart? How do we nudge ourselves back to getting back to that, that vision of success that we had and that goal that we had? And really being open to possibly changing the goal. If the goal is not going to work, if the, if the outcome that you desired is not going to work, maybe your process is telling you that you need to change it. You need to adjust it somehow. You need to adapt. So change is not one size fit all. Change does not look the same. And your outcomes are not going to look the same even if you are trying to change in the same way. An example that I gave um, during an interview that I did once was we may all have goals that are related to improving the financial status or financial capabilities of our business, our, our individual, our, ourselves as individuals, our teams, whatever it is. So your, your area can be finance, but success within each component of that looks different for each person. So you have to really understand what is this success going to look like for me and make it personal and then recognize and celebrate the small victories that's going to keep you motivated. Understanding when you check off a box, understanding when you achieve a goal, understanding when you do something that you weren't able to do before, understanding that you need to celebrate those in order to maintain your sense of your motivation, in order to get yourself used to the fact that this is different. And accountability is key. So you have to be responsible, not just to yourself, but to others on your team. Mentorship and, and collegial coaching and collaboration are imperative during this process because you need to be accountable to someone else and have them be accountable to you, but you also need someone who is going to critique your process, who's going to give you honest feedback, who's going to give you a different perspective and ways of looking at things, and who's going to keep you accountable to your goals and to your process. So mentoring is not just, here's the expert and someone that's done it and they're gonna tell me how to do it and correct me if I'm wrong. No, mentoring is also building that supportive relationship where even if I have not been where you are going, I am able to mentor you in the process of growth. I'm able to mentor you in the process of change. I'm able to mentor you in the, the process of setting goals and becoming better. I'm able to mentor you in questioning yourself and others. I'm able to mentor you in the process. So a lot of times when people think about mentorship, they only think about, I need to get to be mentored by someone who has been where I am going. But that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be someone who has been in the position you're going to. There are those types of mentors. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, you have to be mentored by someone who's been, um, you know, exactly where you're going, but they have gone through the process. So when you look at all of this, and I need you to understand, 
change is not one size fits all. Yes, we need to look at best practices, but we need to examine the best practices based on how it's going to work for our individual specific situation. We need to be able to adapt and adopt and, and, and pull out what's going to work for us and discard the things that aren't based on our specific situation. We have to be able to evaluate and account for variables and for variances based on the people, the process, and the ultimate product that we want to see achieved. And we have to be open to doing things differently. And, and, and that means bringing diversity of thought, experience, and implementation to the table in order to bring out the best ideas and to set ourselves up for success. And finally, we have to align our process of change with that vision of success that clearly and plainly identifies what does it look like in action for me? And then aligning ourselves with people who can mentor us in the process and who can hold us accountable for our progress to make sure that we're being responsible to ourselves as well as to others. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope this has given you some new ways of thinking about this whole thing that we call change and how to manage it. And I wanted to start something new where I'm going to be giving you my top three things to look out for um, in you know, news bites with the organization. Um, and so just a little bit about me, I work with, um, within my company, I have been for the past ooh, 15, 15 years now, um, working with organizations to facilitate outcomes and helping them to equip their people through engagement, learning, and leadership. And so I am excited to announce that I have three new offerings, three new things that um, I wanted to share with you. One, I have a new Facebook group called Mindset to Mastery. And in that, we're going to be sharing tips and strategies and journeys um, and, and tools and insights and providing that support um, in line with the things that we're talking about on, on the podcast. So you'll be able to go in and ask questions, share your experiences, um, connect with people who are going through similar things, and also bring up topics that you want me to cover on the, on the podcast as well. And so the way to find it is you go to Facebook, um, and it's Mindset, the number two, Mastery. There'll also be a link on my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com for you to be able to join the group. The second thing that I am extremely excited about is the launch of my Cars Academy that has a listing of online resources, um, a library of training. Um, it'll also have my training and learning session offerings, um, some group learning um, sessions, as well as live in-person immersion experiences. And so that is going to be launching soon and you'll be able to register for membership um, to have access to the online resource library, as well as being able to, um, to register for some of the group programs um, and the group training sessions and learning sessions that are coming up. Thirdly, um, I have my Executive Resource Council, and that is designed to bring 2020 vision, clarity, and accountability. And that is all about leadership development, accountability, collegial coaching, um, learning and professional growth and development, and that's designed specifically for people who are uh, managers, who are leaders, who are aspiring leaders, and this is about delving deeper into 
How can you become a better leader? How can you position yourself and your team for success? And so um, I'm really, really excited to be bringing that together because that is going to allow uh, for mentorship as well as support while we're all learning together. And the Executive Resource Council, the ERCs, are really gonna be small groups of about five to 10 people that are on similar levels and we're gonna be working together on how to facilitate change, um, how to facilitate outcomes, how to map out your plan for success, and how can you better position yourself to achieve your personal and your professional goals within your organization. And so with all of this, um, I'd love for you to, um, to tune in weekly to the podcast, Mindset to Mastery. We are on iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we are syndicated on Mile High Radio at milehighradio.com, um, where our episode is aired every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can uh, find new episodes on our website at carsgroup.com. Um, and full details of all of the, the products and, and speaking engagements and, and training and learning sessions that I have available. Additionally, if you want to keep up to speed on everything that I have to offer, you can also subscribe to my email newsletter. Um, that will be coming out um, primarily once a month, but it, I'll be able to um, share any additional information that I have on upcoming events. Um, where I'm going to be speaking, where I'm going to be presenting, any offerings that I have, strategic partnerships that are being developed, um, which there are a number of them in the works that I am, I'm really um, excited to be able to announce coming up. And it pretty much gives you VIP first peak and first access to um, exclusive news, tips, and what's next in the world of um, managing and equipping yourself for change and facilitating outcomes and achieving success. So with all of that coming up, we are doing things differently. We are open to seeing all of the new possibilities that are coming up. Um, we are gonna be having some awesome guests that will be joining us to talk about leadership, to talk about learning, to talk about engagement, um, to talk to you about personal and professional growth and, and success and more importantly, to provide you with the tools and the tips and the best practices to enable you to be able to change your mindset and master your success. I have been doing this for a number of years. The podcast has been going on for um, a little bit over a year and a half. And throughout this entire journey, one thing I have, I have learned is that by nature, we are social beings. We want to learn from each other, we want to connect with each other, and we want, to, we want to succeed in a way that is social. We want to build learning communities. And so within this approach, I'm bringing a virtual learning community to you where you're gonna be able to join with other people and join with me along your journey in order for you to set yourself up for the ultimate in success. So I welcome you to join me every week um, here on Mindset to Mastery to listen to new episodes of the podcast. Um, please drop me a line, go to my website, send me a message. Let me know how this has been integral or, or, or effective or insightful for you. Um, let me know any topics that you would love to, um, to have me talk about and, and hear about. And in particular, what guests would you love to hear 
um, to hear more from and any topics that you have that would be of interest. Um, this is a, is a journey. I am committed to taking it along with you and I hope that what I share is something that is, is impactful and it is also effective and it not only motivates you but it provides you with the information and the guidance and the accountability um, necessary to help you to be able to create what your vision and mind movie of success is. I'm available for speaking engagements, um, to be able to conduct learning sessions on site as well as virtually, um, to speak at conferences. And if you want to get in touch with me for any reason, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can send me a message on my website at carsgroup.com and um, reach out to me and, and let me know how I can be of service and how I can best assist you and your organization in your journey to be able to identify map out the strategies and the action steps for and to achieve your ultimate success. So until next time, I thank you for joining me. I appreciate the time that you're spending with me. And as always, I wish you all success in the world. And I, I applaud you for taking the steps necessary in order for you to change your mindset and master your success. Until next time.